Friday, they're back. Television's hottest stars going for all the action and glory in the Battle of the Network Stars. Hi, Mr. Belvedere. Hello, Danny. Is Wesley here? Yes, come on in. Everyone, you remember Wesley's friend, Danny? Oh, hi, Danny. Hi, Mrs. Owens, Mr. Owens. Hiya, champ. How's it going? Well, I got eight, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Give me a number from one to ten. Eleven. Right. Now I ask you one. What is it has a trunk but no key? Weighs 2,000 pounds and lives in a circus. That's irrelevant. Irrelevant? Hey, that's the answer. There's a whole lot of relevance in the circus. That sort of testimony we can eliminate. That's a fine. I'll take some. You'll take what? Eliminate. A nice gold glass eliminate. Hey, boss, I'm going to good. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, Ciccolini here may talk like an idiot and look like an idiot, but don't let that fool you. He really is an idiot. Uh, okay, Justin... Um, Bieber, sorry, is German for basketball, true or false? Is what? Is German for basketball, true or false? German? German. Sorry, that's the Kiwi accent going on there. German, you know? German. I don't know what that means. Let me that here. German. German. Is German for... I don't know what that means. Okay, we don't... We say that in America. We'll move on. I like okay. basketball, if that's what you're asking me. Yeah, why not? He likes basketball. Here's the last of our five-point <laughs> questions. Girls, tell me where specifically is the weirdest place that you personally, girls, have ever gotten the urge to make whoopee? The weirdest place, <laughs> Olga? Um. <laughs> yes, Olga? In the ass? No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, the weirdest location. Hello? Hi, my name is... Have time for me to explain to you exactly what we could do for you. Yeah. Now, for you to qualify for our program, you must have a minimum of five thousand dollars in unsecured debt. Now, the most important part to qualify you, you must be struggling to make your payments or past due. What was that part you just said? You must be struggling or past due. Are no. you past due? No, no, it was before that. Struggling. No, no, before so that. You must have a minimum of five thousand dollars and above in unsecured debt with each. No, no, not that. What is it? No, there was something else I missed in there. Uh, to qualify you for our program, you must... No, no. Uh, you must have a minimum... No, price. no, no. It wasn't that. Well, what is it, sir? I don't know. I don't know. If I, if I knew what it was, I wouldn't be asking you. We are a non-profit debt selling no, company? No, no. I'm reading from a strip, and I know exactly what I just stated. The part right before the debt relief, you said. What was that? Um... I'm sure everyone in the United States, at least, is familiar with the latest shooting 10 miles from Minneapolis, 20-year-old young man, where the police officer said she intended to tase him, but accidentally shot him. And she was rather senior on the force, according to the police chief in the area, although he felt very bad. So, yeah, it was just an accident. Whoops. And this is not to be confused with the other most recent shooting. Wasn't there one bit the day before that? Oh, I'm thinking it was school shooting. Excuse me. My oh. bad. Yeah. There have been two, I think, two school shootings, right, in the last couple of weeks? This is Major the United ones? States. You got you to gotta check oh. it out early. We didn't skip a beat. I mean, we, there were no school shootings during COVID. And then as soon as we opened up the country, come on. Bang, bang. Shut you down. Bang, bang. Yep. Uh, you I don't know. Ground. 
I've been watching the Chauvin trial. A couple of businesses have had shootings. Right. Then there's the gentleman who, this was in December, Army, the gentleman from the Army. Have you seen that video? Was, yes. Yes, who was being pulled over and rightfully drove onto a well-lit place in his uniform. They're telling him to get out, but he's got his hands up so you can see them. He puts them out and talking to someone else. They said you could tell that that officer just had his own issues and he would have harassed anybody. But he's telling the guy to get out of his vehicle. Again, he's in his uniform and he is saying that he is frightened to reach down to unhook his seatbelt for fear that one of them will say he's going for a weapon and shoot him. Right. So the one officer, the one who has the issues, sprays him with tear gas four times and almost a fifth. While he's sitting, the guy's sitting in his vehicle with his hands out of the window, posing absolutely no threat trying to stay as calm as he can. The other young officer should stand there with his gun out, looking like, I don't know what to do. Obviously, you don't. It's ridiculous. Same as it ever was. I watched pretty much all day yesterday of the Chauvin trial. Oh, you did? And yeah, I got to, you know, I probably should look this up, but I'm not sure. Whoever the witness was yesterday was really, really awesome. Did you see it? Was he it was... the cardiologist? No, he was, I believe he was, he's associated with, law enforcement because he was talking about proper procedure oh the excessive force and such he was just really well composed and every time the defense tried to snag him in something he just wouldn't play along and he would rephrase their question haha yeah and but in a in a, in a non-combative way so the judge couldn't reprimand him for it so but it was really good he was just a really really good witness and obviously We've said this before, but it, it should be obvious that the, the guy is guilty uh-huh. of at least the lesser charge or the least charge, which is third degree. I don't know about these jurors. Watching the end of yesterday's, the judge decided that he wanted to have closing arguments rather than having closing arguments on Friday, which is when they would have been scheduled. He wants to skip Friday and then start closing arguments on Monday. And that makes me wonder... Oh. If, yeah, if the judge is aware, has an inkling that there's going to be an acquittal, because the last thing you want is riots on a weekend. Oh, then you he know, better just, not get acquitted. That would be an absolute travesty of justice. I I completely agree. I think we need to be prepared for that possibility, though, because didn't you say there were two jury members who have police officers in their family or something like that? That's what worries me. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that due to the fact that so many members of the police force have testified against him and that these family members of these other folks would not behave in such a manner as to kill someone on a street in front of a bunch of people or kill someone, period, unnecessarily, viciously and cruelly. In light of the other murder, the defense attorney asked yesterday to have the jury sequestered, which right. the judge said, no, thank you. I just don't know from... I had no internet or television for a couple of days. I know it's tragic. I know. I know. So speaking of how awful cops are, a few years ago, there was a documentary called Making a Murderer on Netflix. Oh. Really, really successful. Yeah. There was a follow-up. And it's a really, for, for people who don't know, it's the story of a guy named Stephen Avery in Wisconsin. He was framed for a rape. And eventually did 18 years in prison for it even though another man had confessed to the rape they had that on file but because Stephen avery was kind of a low-class citizen you know just one of these people 
who, oh, he's always trouble and he's always getting into streets and whatnot. So they were content letting him serve 18 years for this crime he didn't commit. He was eventually sprung because of DNA. Now, what happened after that is he attempted to go back to his real life and he was going to sue the Manitowoc Wisconsin Police Department for $360 million. It was a pretty open and shut case. He was going to win because they knew he was innocent. So a couple of days before that came through, there was a disappearance of a woman and they pinned the supposed murder. Body was never found, although I guess some body parts were found that were possibly identified. Anyway, they framed Stephen Avery. He went back to jail. He's still in prison, serving life in prison for this murder, along with his mentally diminished, at the time he was 16 years old, cousin, who the cops basically forced a confession out of. And it's so clear that neither of them had anything to do with this murder. Anyway, they're rotting in jail, and really there hasn't been any movement in the case. A woman named Kathleen Zellner, who's a pit bull of a lawyer, all she does is overturn wrongful convictions. And she's got an amazing track record. That's like all she does. And she's incredibly wealthy because of that. So she has the luxury of devoting herself to this. And she has. So for the last five, six years, she's been devoted to trying to get Stephen Avery sprung. Anyway, yesterday, new evidence came out. And this is the first, hopefully, breakthrough in this case. There's another person that a lot of us have suspected was, if not the murderer, then at least knew a lot more than he led on to. And he was the real star witness in the trial that pointed the finger at Stephen. It looks like he's the one who did it. And it's pretty exciting if you're following this case because there's just nothing, 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 nothing. And then all of a sudden, boom. And what she did was she filed a motion to stay the appeal because right now they're in the middle of an appeal process, which is going nowhere. So the motion would stay the appeal, but it's a violation of something called the Brady Act or something, which basically it it, is with guns. It isn't that one. No, this is a Brady, totally, totally different Brady, probably Carol Brady, probably a different or maybe Cindy, the youngest one in curls. I don't know which Brady it was. My point is, if the (laughs) super corrupt justice system in Wisconsin has enough pressure on them and does the right thing, she would get a new trial for Stephen Avery. And if there's a new trial, he's so innocent because it's the kind of case where you can really pull on any thread and it unravels. Each piece of evidence is faulty. So it isn't like what happened is the cops wanted to frame this guy, obviously, because of the money and because he was a dirtbag. Yeah. And so they did. And look what we did. Yep. And this kind of just fell into their laps and it was close enough. And this guy, his name is Bobby Dassey. He's the brother of Brandon Dassey, who was the diminished intelligence person who is currently serving life sentence. And the Supreme Court has refused to look at it. So he is he's done. His appeals are done. The only thing would be if the governor decided to clear his record. But other than that, he's done. So, yeah. So Bobby is the older brother of this guy. And one piece of evidence that was it was known about at the time, but it was there was a little deception going on is that they recovered Bobby Dassey's computer hard drive and found thousands of very troubling photographs and internet searches having to do with A, underage sex, and B, violence towards women. So there were thousands of photographs on his hard drive. Yes, awful, awful things. Now, he was not charged with any of that. We didn't even know about it until recently. Kathleen Zellner sort of uncovered 
it was entered into evidence, but it was entered in a way that nobody looked at it further. You know what I mean? So it was entered yes. as we've already looked at this. Yeah, nothing on it, which was a complete lie. But the Avery defense didn't bother to push that issue. So wow. I don't know what's going to happen. It's probably knowing the way the speed at which justice moves. It'll probably be another five years before anything happens. But who knows? Maybe none of this would have happened had they not made this documentary because the light was not shown on this. It was probably like hundreds or thousands of other cases where they do what they want and it's over. Nobody would have known that there was anything to this case other than, yeah, this guy's a murderer. So it's Isn't that just amazing? It's terrifying, really. Last week or a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned the fact that my brother was murdered a few years ago. And there's, what I can identify with in this is that my brother was treated. My brother's murder is still unsolved and probably always will be. And I think not that the cops were corrupt. I'm not accusing anybody of being corrupt in Nebraska. But I think because of my brother Chris's social standing, he wasn't considered a priority. It was more like, eh, they kill each other all the time. And I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth. I'm sure they tried. I'm sure they tried. But that's how Stephen Avery was treated. And certainly by the people in the town, too. They were easily, most of the people in that town believe he's guilty just because that was the story. And it's like, oh, yeah, I could believe he would do that. He's a dirtbag. Well, and that's when that is presented to you and you don't know anything else. We want to believe that mm -hmm. these people are doing the right thing. You want to believe that they have actually put the work in. You want to hope and you want to believe that they just wouldn't put anyone up as a sacrificial lamb, even though we know better. Yeah. I mean, we know better. And it's terrifying to think of the other option, but it's true. I mean, there are good cops. I'm sure you could probably find a... I know some well, here. When I, when I say good cops, I mean, a good cop isn't a good cop if he doesn't turn in bad cops. Okay. If, if a good cop knows there are bad cops on his force and he isn't doing anything about it, that's not a good cop. So maybe that's my criteria is a little high. Good That's one of the things that they have said about it was past police chief. This is going to be an information source issue. I want to say from Los Angeles was kind of saying that it's good that those police officers have come to trial to testify, but she's not giving them a whole lot of kudos because the 1718 prior offenses and complaints about Chauvin and yet nothing was done. Why? How many complaints? And then the fact that he could also even if he's kicked off that force, turn around and go apply and work someplace else because there is no national database that shares why this officer is no longer on this force. And this is a record. This is what happened. Do with them what you will, hire or don't, but this is what you're getting. It's ludicrous that his past performance wouldn't come into play. It's obviously that's what he does. So I don't understand why the judge would have made that ruling, but I, I don't know. Oh, no, this is in, in total. If... An officer did something heinous in the community in which I reside and was fired. They could go to and apply in the community in which you reside and get hired and not know what they had right. done here. Right. But yes, back at the case in him, they get to introduce anything that George Floyd had done, his arrest record, and how everything transpired in those incidents is allowable and is going to be presented. But none right. of the officers. Nope. I don't get that. I'd have to see what how that ruling makes any sense because I, I don't, don't think I don't see that. I don't they see don't want to they don't want to prejudice the jury. But I'm uh, like, if you bring in one person's past, you bring in both. Sure. And I saw I guess it was yesterday, maybe the day before George's brother testified. Flonus. And, yeah. And I mean, I watched a couple minutes of it, but frankly, I don't have to be swayed. And honestly, 
I mean, I understand the reason they did that. I understand it probably is a good move because it does humanize George in a way that needs to be done. But for me personally, I don't give a flying fish whether he's a good guy or whether he was a bad guy. He was murdered, and that is the bottom line. And he doesn't need to be an angel. I don't care if he had coke in his system. I don't care what he was. He was murdered. Yes, and but you get that, but some people might not. Granted. So granted. they and I'm yeah, it's got a good to thing. do that because it's been in the fact that his past indiscretions, his past and was he an angel? No. But from everything else you're also hearing, how he ended up getting into drugs because they keep portraying him as this drug addict, blah blah blah. It was back, chronic back pain that he got into prescription medications. Well, how many people become addicted in the United States? Couldn't get what he thought he needed for his pain and so went to the streets. That's just, man, that's a tale of America anymore. Yeah, and the crime, quote, crime that he was being investigated for was... Should have been investigated for. Well, well, was allegedly passing a fake 20, which is one of the... It's the busted taillight thing with cops. The law only exists so that they can fuck with people. I've worked in retail a lot. Many, many years in all sorts of capacities. And I can tell you, when a person tries to pass a $20 bill and you notice, you say, I can't take this bill, and they leave. That's it. You don't call the cops. Well, that's what it's, that kid said he should have done. Yeah. The, just, the, his reasoning was, if they accept counterfeit money, it comes out of their checks. Which is illegal. I, and I believe so he it, said, had he, had he just at that moment... Said, I can't take this. Then he also said one of the things in his consideration was he didn't even know if George Floyd knew it was counterfeit. Right. One time I got a, I tried to pass, I didn't try to pass, uh, I almost passed a fake $10 bill. Okay, I'd gone to an ATM, got a $20 bill, went to the Subway restaurant, restaurant, whatever, sandwich place, got a sandwich and received change and so then i go home when i'm in brooklyn and i buy some groceries and i try to pay using a 10 and she said no i can't take this this is not real I'm like what the and it, it wasn't real I still have it actually it wasn't real and uh, i couldn't do anything about it i'm out 10 bucks because you i couldn't go, go back, back to the, to the sub uh, i was out it was you know hours hours later and i was in a different borough and how are they gonna you know yeah. how are you gonna prove that oh yeah four hours ago i uh you gave me the wrong change. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. So I ate it, you know. I, I, they didn't kill me. It's not a crime. You have to assume that at least you should you should give the person the benefit of the doubt that they don't know it's fake. I've been in very obvious situations where the person, you know, couldn't be more obvious they're trying to f- pass a fake bill. You just say no. That's all. They haven't committed a crime. In my, I mean, I suppose there is, you know, technically a crime, but it's a crime. It, technically, it's a crime, I'm sure. But then, then I committed a crime, didn't I? By trying to pay with a, a phony ten. If, if it's a crime, then I committed a crime. It shouldn't be. I didn't do anything intentionally. And once I was, once it was pointed out that it was fake, I didn't put up a fight. I said, "Oh, gee, so I guess I'm out ten bucks." So anyway, yeah. So forget the whole. They wanted to harass this guy, and and they did, and they ended up killing him. So. Hopefully all four will spend some time. The other two who were laying on him should as well, who were kneeling on him. Yeah. I'm leaning, not that my predictions mean anything or should mean anything, but 
I'm, I've got a bad feeling there's going to be a mistrial. That's what I think might happen. One of these jurors will hold out, and that's what it's going to take. And then it will be a mistrial, and they'll kick it down the road a little bit. If not, if he's convicted, I think it's probably going to be the least, the, the less, what do you say, the lesser charge? Lesser of the three. But if there's three, not. wouldn't it be lesser of two, least of three? Where's Mr. Crawl when we really need him? Lesser uh, of the two, least of the three. Okay, so, we'll go with that. that. That would be my my guess, is that, I guess, murder three. But see, don't put it out there. Putting it out there, you got to put out, he's going to be convicted of all three. You know, if I could make things happen by just saying them, things would be a little bit different. You just don't want to put the other stuff out in the universe. Be careful. Speaking of careful, I uh, got into an altercation the other day. And a fracas? A fracas, a melee, a skirmish, a squabble, a scrum. Did it actually go to physicality? Almost. So I it was don't a feel good. Exchange. Uh, there was a lot of verbs, a lot of verbs. Actually, a lot of nouns. Mostly, mostly I used the word, the f word, as a noun, which I enjoy using. Like call it, Excuse me, you blank. It's a cathartic feeling. Well, here, here's what happened. It was Saturday. I'm in a juice joint, ordering a smoothie. Okay. <laughs> Where most fracases <laughs> do begin. Exactly. If you if you're not safe in a juice joint, for crying out loud. Was it gin and juice at least joint, or just no? Juice? This was just I was getting my peanut butter, banana, almond milk, and protein powder smoothie, and I'm waiting patiently for it. And a guy walks in. I would say probably late twenties or so. And he walks in with his mask around his neck. Mm. And he walks in, and then he. And he walks past me and then sits down a couple of feet away from me, waiting, I guess. And then he says hello to the, the woman who's making my smoothie. Right? They exchange pleasantries. Greetings. Right. So Treats. I'm expecting her to say, put your mask on, and she doesn't. So I wait, I wait, and then I say, and I'm very polite. I swear I was polite. Looked at him, I said, excuse me, could you put your mask on? And he looks at me, already it's a fight. Already it's a fight. He glares at me. He takes hold of his mask, moves it up to just under his nose, and then snaps it into place. Makes a big show of it, right? Naturally, I said, and your nose, at which point he flipped. At which point he started yelling at me. He started, I don't want to say threatening me because he didn't technically say anything that was threatening, but it was a, yeah, he was being belligerent and aggressive. I'll put it that way. And said, I'm not going to curse the way he was cursing, but shut up and, and get out of my face. And and he and then he said, uh, who do you think you are? And I don't normally say this, but for some reason it just struck me as a funny thing to say. And so I, so I said, why don't you fuck around and find out, pal? Oh, jeez. <laughs> exactly. Now, I'm not a tough guy. I'm, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. But I will say that over the last year, I've gotten myself into a good enough shape that I feel confident in a situation like that. I don't feel now. The guy wasn't 300 pounds and six foot five. He was bigger than me. He was bigger than me. Anyway, so I'm thinking, okay, here's where it goes down. But no, it was just yelling, and he was yelling, and then I yelled, and then I took my smoothie and I exited the juice joint. And as I turned around out of politeness to see if anybody was behind me before I closed the door, I looked back and he was, he pulls his mask off. 
He flips me off through the window with both hands. And the woman who made the smoothie. Oh, I'm sorry. I left out part of it. Before I left, I said to her, look, I just have to let you know that if you're not going to enforce the mask policy here, I'm not going to shop here again. And she said, oh, I'm sorry. And I said, no, I don't accept your apology. I'm not uh, sorry isn't what I'm here for. If you're not going to enforce this policy, that's it. So I leave back to he's flipping me off. And at that point, I know, I know, I know, I know the right thing to do is to walk away. You don't have to tell me that. I know. I knew it then. I know it now. Guess what I didn't do? Walk (laughs) away. I couldn't walk away. I opened the door up. And as I did, I'm walking in and I instantly saw two scenarios. Either this will happen or this will happen. What I considered the most likely scenario was that he was going to rush me. As soon as I opened the door, he would come running towards me. In which case, I was prepared. In which case, I would have... <laughs> and I, I feel bad that I thought of this, and I feel bad that I almost a little tiny part of me wanted this to happen. Mm. I, tru- I truly do feel bad. I'm not a fighter. I, don't, I, I do not think it's the answer. But had he rushed me, he would have immediately gotten my right hand with my smoothie in his face. And as that was happening, he would have gotten a left roundhouse, which would have punctuated the smoothie. Now, none of this happened. (laughs) I'm not saying I wanted it to happen. The reason it didn't happen, well, the reason it didn't happen is because he didn't rush me. But also, it was clear enough in my mind that if that had happened, I would be in jail. I would immediately go to jail, whether I was justified or not. That's the penalty. And I said to myself, I don't want to go to jail today. That's not that's not in my plans. Let me so check I didn't. my schedule. That's no. Yeah, no. It's not so in instead, there. I, I instead I got right in his face and we yelled at each other. And not that this was my motivation, but I had just hours before learned that a cousin just died from COVID. Oh my and gosh, I'm sorry. Not, yeah, and not somebody I was particularly close to. I don't think I even knew the guy. He was married to my cousin. But uh-huh. so what? It's, it's, it's a life. And yes. So I wasn't really in a mood to discuss people's masks it was more like i'll tell you once and then you'll get five sausages in your mush and that or peanut butter banana smoothie that would have been oh 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 it would have been so funny it just would have been so funny but i was telling this story to my kids and as i was telling it i I realized that this is not good behavior to brag about or to teach your kids so yeah i i'm not happy i'm not proud but it you know it's real it's been a tough year hasn't it a day in the life it's, it's been a tough year. We're all walking around kind of tightly wound. I'm not that bad. No? No. I didn't like when it was rainy and I couldn't go outside and work. But again, I'm in a house where there's always a project inside or I can create one. Then there are always projects outside if the weather's nice enough. I mean, there have been a few when the weather got bad and I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Some of the projects require other family members to come and sort through some things. Then I did get frustrated. But for the most part, I've been okay. You know, and it took away from work. I couldn't go and meet with clients in their homes, which is a lot of what I do. So that was, I mean, I took a financial hit like the rest of the world, the most, a lot of the world. I don't know. When you go, occasionally you have to go to a supermarket or or someplace, right? And do a little bit of shopping. So when you do that, do you see people without masks or is it half and half? Is it, do you try not to pay attention? I would say, oh, I pay attention, believe me. And I have my 
little hand sanitizer on a little loop on my purse. So I put some when I go in and I put some when I go out. And if they have most of the stores around here sanitize the carts. Right. And they have those separated. And then some of the stores still have additional things inside. So if you want to do it again, which I do, just, you know, if somebody coughs, puts their hand. To see someone who has their mask down below their even their nose is the exception. Oh, that's good. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. There's we, we have a false sense of something in New York because I don't at least in the city there you don't you do see people not wearing masks or with their masks not wearing masks properly, but it doesn't seem to be a it seems to be more laziness than anything. There are of course anti-maskers anywhere but it doesn't seem like this guy wasn't an anti-masker this guy was just a dick and you know if he had just put his mask on when i asked him the the first time which is what a normal reaction would be you know kind of oh i'm sorry i didn't realize that's end of story you know but instead it has to be this posturing macho nonsense i mean there's a yeah there's contingent of them here when they were trying to get masks and such in the schools, they started showing up at school board meetings because we had the policy in town, wear your mask. They didn't think they were necessary. There was some one business who was making a big stink and they just ended up looking foolish. Um, they got closed down a couple of times and they were trying to put this big fight the city, fight the man whole thing going on. They just, again, seemed ridiculous. But this contingent will show up at school board meetings and also city council meetings. And they, instead of making them stand outside, as they should have, they would let them in the buildings. And so the people who were trying to be safe would try and stay far away. And they would show up outside and still protest outside the buildings for these places when there were meetings. How hard is it to put one on? Now, again, I'm terribly claustrophobic. If I was working and had to wear one all day, I might have an issue. Mm -hmm. I probably would. But during my lunch, I would go sit outside. During the snow, that's tougher. Right. But I've seen a convenience store that I go to. There's this young man who works there, and he's so nice. A couple times when I've pulled up, I've seen him outside with his mask still on, just under his nose. He's outside. There's no one around him. Get a breath of fresh air. Well, I find myself wearing my mask all the time when I'm outside now. I agree with you, but it's almost like I feel like if I pull it off, I'm going to forget to put it back on. If I go through a walk in the neighborhood and I know I'm not going to see anybody, why have it on? Plus, it's not... A cape, it's not a shield of absolute safety, but I have gotten ball shots, right. which is a little better. So, have you heard of Don't F with Kittens? Oh, yes. I watched it at my friend's house oh, this yeah. weekend. Now, of course, I had to cover my eyes and plug my ears and make noise during certain parts. Yep. And I won't say the guy's name, but that was weird. But that the internet sleuths actually yeah. solved it long before the police and they were warning them it's going it's to get worse it's going right. to get worse and what it is it it's a guy it is about reddit sleuths mostly it's that a guy they were, uh, was a, okay it was on facebook so somebody posts a video of themselves torturing a kitten it's two kittens and two he kittens. pets them at first and then he puts them in one of those vacuum bags yeah yeah and then attaches the hose but right Everything is shown in what the premise of the kitten videos. Who doesn't love them? You know, you can watch all kinds of things, but then you see little videos of kittens and everybody, oh, that's so sweet, blah, blah, blah. Well, this in his face, you can't see his face. And people all over the world are absolutely incited by this and they want to find out who he is. And so this community starts. 
and they're looking at the posters on the wall. They look at the furniture. They look at the light, the blanket, and they find out it's only sold in the United States at this one place, but then it's sold all I mean, they find out everything. Oh, yeah. There was an electrical outlet on the wall that yes. you only saw when he swirled the camera around. So it was only visible in a couple of quick frames. But because every country has like a different type of outlet, they were able to figure out that it was one of two countries immediately. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. And even it's in one of there was a, a pack of cigarettes. And because the warning labels are different in different countries, right? the font can be, I mean, not the brand name of the cigarette is consistent. And then uh, they see him somewhere out by, just by these steps, while they look at the streetlight and figure out where he is by the streetlight. I mean, just these people are amazing. Two things. It, It both gives me faith and it also terrifies me. Well, it's. (laughs) It has gone wrong, too, that recently. Well, what what was it that. uh, There's one guy in there who puts under. I won't say any of the names, but they'd find out who this guy is. And he's getting harassed left and right. And he ends up. But he had suffered with depression. And he dies. They never say straight out that it was suicide. And so the gal who they interview most of the time, she's wondering did they have any part in this? And somebody, but the bad guy, would create accounts. Somehow he infiltrated their group. It was like he led them. He used that guy's name that led them to this one guy. And people like, slow down a little bit, slow down. We don't have enough evidence. We don't have enough information. And so then there's the guilt over that guy. And then in the end, she's saying, did we help? Or because the guy was just seeking fame and attention, he wanted to be a model and an actor, and he didn't make it in either realm. And so he wanted attention and notoriety. He wanted fame and he got it. He became infamous. But in all this tracking and all this attention, did they play a part in pushing him to that next step? And then the audience gets shamed in the end. She turns straight to the camera and says, and you, yeah, you watching this. And it's, um, yeah. What about all of you watching this and then bringing more notoriety to it? Dang it. Dang it. Dang it definitely brings up a lot of interesting issues it's wonderful they did i mean not to spoil anything but they they were pretty successful in catching this guy right yes who's so yes who is now married in prison he's serving a life term but hey there's someone for everyone he could get out from the time he actually got in he was uh, given a life sentence but then it said that he's eligible for parole in 25 years Right. We should point out that it, he wasn't arrested for killing cats. It escalated and eventually killed a person. That's and dismembered, not, not dismembered oh, the person, yeah. sent a foot to, he was in Canada at this point, sent a foot to the head of the Conservative Party, sent a hand to the head of the Liberal Party, just desecrated, did other things. Uh, one of the articles said even cannibalism and there may have been necrophilia involved because that's actually that's in the video, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so it shows him. Yeah, there's just, even saying it again is crossing a line that I don't want in this show. I've already said too much about it. My friend and I were watching it. We could see we've been friends for 30 some years. Was seeing ourselves being part of a team of people who would solve mysteries. Because it was interesting before they, she had seen parts of it before. Before they even pointed certain things out or that that's what they would do in the room. I was pointing at things, and I thought, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what you do. Should have been a detective. 
You should watch Making a Murder. I, I think should have been I think you would I think you would really like maybe not like, but Making a Murder is really really interesting, especially if you're at all interested in sleuthing. It's, I like sleuthing. If you don't know anything about the case, which I didn't when I first started watching it, the whole first episode, it's like I think it's 10 one-hour episodes. And the first episode is about the first crime. It's just about how he was framed for this first crime. So not knowing the context, I was like, I mean, this is horrible. This, but at the end of that episode, you're like, oh, well, he's free. Great, great. Happy ending. And then you realize that was just the first episode. <laughs> From the second oh now, then he gets framed again. One of our mutual friends is coming to town to visit family members and We'll be stopping by, which will be a bunch of fun. Well, I haven't seen anybody from from the from town. There, yeah, in a long, long time. I was working on a, a TV show, one of these daytime talk show things. And uh, one of the things I would do is take care of the green rooms where the guests would stay. You know, I would make sure they are plenty of Snapple and chip and greet Is the guests. And, yeah, and I would greet the guests. You know, make sure they knew where everything was and you know we were doing this show i have no idea what the stupid show was about but we had two teenagers from some small town in nebraska and when i heard that i was like oh that's that's pretty cool because you don't in new york you don't really see or run into a lot of people from nebraska specifically so it's kind of an unusual thing quite unusual in fact yeah so i go into the green room and i see these guys and you know i introduce myself and i say you know i'm from nebraska too and they just looked at me like yeah <laughs> I thought, okay, and I left. I thought, wasn't that the wrong thing? To, I mean, really? They weren't even interested? I mean, isn't it? Any, and then I realized every single person they ever meet is from Nebraska. So they were like, so? Yeah. That's like saying, I've got two legs. Congratulations. Yeah. A person might have thought that would have had a touch more of an effect, seeing as they were in New York City. Well, I think they were flown out to New York City for this show specifically. Yes. You know, it was probably... But I'm, they probably I'm, were not anticipating... You wouldn't think that they would anticipate meeting somebody on the show who worked for the show who happened to be from Nebraska, is what I'm saying. Right. I guess the bottom line is that they were just so isolated in their life, probably got thrown on a plane, and then, you know they, they, they probably didn't really see any people outside of the studio. Maybe this should be like a new segment. Lee's crap movie corner which is kind of already a segment because i pretty much do talk about crap movies here's a movie okay i feel like i have a pretty good working knowledge of cinema i kind of i'm aware of where everything is i obviously haven't seen every movie but i kind of know you know most things at least american movies don't really go under my radar it's like i'm aware of them at least i'm probably a better judge of the popcorn (laughs) everybody's got their thing man so check this out here's a movie now it's going to sound like i'm making this up but Are you, you can go to the show links, you can look at the trailer, and I swear, this is this just came to my attention. A movie from 2003 called Tiptoes. You ever hear of this? Tiptoes? Mm-mm. Okay, me neither. Here's the cast. Matthew McConaughey, Kate Beckinsale, Gary Oldman. Did you say McConaughey? McConaughey, that's how they say in the trailer. That's why I said it that way. That's that, weird. I would, I would think they, they might have an inside track to it. But what? He might run for governor of Texas. I say, I say, uh, McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. So, uh, oh, and, um, what's her name? Arquette. Patricia Arquette. And okay. Peter Dinklage also. Okay. Yeah. Here's the plot. Matthew McConaughey. Hi, hey. Matthew, hey. Matthew and Kate Beckinsale 
are a couple. They meet cute and they're, you know, blah, blah. They're in love. She gets pregnant. So he says, we got, you got to meet my family. So he takes her to meet his family. Okay. And it turns out they're all dwarves. Okay. His family, his mother and father, and his, I think, two brothers are dwarves, including Gary Oldman. Yes. Gary Oldman plays a dwarf in a movie. Okay. Okay. You're still with me? So I'm, I'm doing the best. In an, in an age where non-trans actors are not allowed to play trans characters, it seems like the dwarf little people community might have had a problem with having Gary Oldman play a dwarf because they're doing like tricks. So like either he's on his knees and they don't, you don't see his legs. You never see him full body in the shot. But then his arms would be, and there are enough talented little people who probably could have filled those roles. You would think so. I mean, Peter Dinklage is obviously the biggest yes. you know, star now, and, and he's in the movie. So he, but I think in 2003 he wouldn't have been. Oh, 2003. That's right. Yeah, he wouldn't have been in, in Oldman okay. territory as far as that goes. But the balls of having Gary Oldman play this, and he's well, okay. So here's here's the line in the trailer, and in the role of a lifetime, Gary Oldman. <laughs> role of a lifetime. Well, alrighty Very then. <laughs> but the best, the best part is okay. Now I, I'm only going to spoil this just because, you know, if you want to watch it, go ahead. If you don't want to watch it, you should know that Kate Beckinsale, the pregnant wife of Matthew McConaughey, falls in love with yes, you guessed it, Gary Oldman as a dwarf, the brother. She falls in love with him. Not All Peter. Right. Okay, fine. <laughs> Right, and the trailer says, um, okay, let's see if you can guess the tagline here. I'm going to start you out. This is one of those typical, when the going gets rough, it's only the size of what? Oh, I don't even know. It's only the size of your heart that counts. That's right. I had a feeling that was it, but that's just like, oh. (laughs) When you're short, sometimes it's a... Tall order. Oh, tiptoes. And I swear to God, it's 100% serious. It's not a comedy. Matthew even explains the difference between midgets and dwarves, which is an important distinction. Uh, people, dwarves do not like being called midgets, apparently. No. I don't understand why. No, You'd think it would be the other way around because a midget is a, the proportion of the limbs and the head are the same as in a quote-unquote normal adult. Whereas in a dwarf, the head is usually bigger, the limbs are shorter. Smaller. They prefer little people. Haven't well, you seen Little Women of Atlanta, Little Women of... Yes. It's I pref- little people is such a, a condescending term. I, would not, I wouldn't go they? with little people. That's what certain people... It isn't like everybody voted. I would guess there's probably people who prefer dwarf, if that's what they really are. I, would. I don't know. I would be like, that's not a derogatory term. It's, when the going gets rough, it's only the size of your heart that counts. That counts. And in the role of a lifetime. <laughs> the old man. Wasn't even the role of the 2003. That's just. <laughs> Do you think he approved that? Do you think he had to? I, you know, the thing is, it doesn't look like the kind of movie that people are ashamed of. You know? Well, it, maybe it, there was something. Maybe there was actually something to the sentiment of the whole thing. And they felt that it was teaching a message that don't be so judgy. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I, I get I get all that, but it still comes off as cringy as... Did you ever see Rosie O'Donnell 
years ago played, I think it was a TV movie where she plays a mentally retarded woman. Did yes, you see yeah, this? I saw that one. She's, I think it's, I think um, no. the girl from Cape Fear, Juliette Lewis, I think is her sister. The movie was called Riding the Bus with My Sister. And Rosie plays a mentally retarded person. And she's so cringy. It's such a cringy performance that... She's no Leonardo DiCaprio oh, as in Gilbert oh, Grape. That, see, that's a pretty good performance. That's a fantastic I, performance. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell doesn't have it in there. So she's really just... it. Yeah. Is it obvious that it's a person trying so hard to oh, yes. play this? Okay. Oh. Regardless of how one feels about Ms. O'Donnell's talents, I don't think she's got the chops to really pull that off. I mean, that's when you get Leonardo DiCaprio and Dustin Hoffman, people of that caliber that you know can... Well, that was Leo's first big in bed. I don't know. That would be hard. Yeah. That would be or just very... Don't make the movie. I know there aren't a lot of actors in Hollywood who have Down syndrome, but there probably are a few. Yeah. So you know, there probably you probably could find somebody. There's a uh, Lucia, the musician. Sia. Yes. She just made a movie. She directed this movie, and I kind of want to watch it because it sounds even cringier than Tiptoes, but it might be past my threshold for cringe, if you can imagine that. She made a movie. I think it's called Music. In fact, Music, and it's about an autistic child, and they have a non-autistic child playing the autistic child. It's the same girl that's in all the Sia videos. The girl who wears oh, the, the Sia wig and yeah, the gymnastics. And She's those. a dancer. Yeah, she, she used to be on whatever that dance. Her big thing was that Abby Lee dance thing, Abby Lee studio dancing thing. Right, right, right. It's not fair to this kid too. She's probably like fourteen or fifteen, and you can't. I mean, Maddie. Her name is Maddie. Maddie, thank you. Yes, yes. And she's great, a great dancer and everything. I don't think it's her fault, but you don't cast a non-autistic person, especially a child, and, and expect people to be happy about it, which they aren't. I want to see, I think it comes out this weekend, Nobody. You know what this is? Uh, Sounds vaguely familiar, yes. Bob Odenkirk, who is a wonderful actor, Better Call Saul, etc., is, I guess he's just like a typical, like a suburban dad or something, and something happens that puts him in he, he has to go up against like a, a, a mob of criminals or something and he's just constantly getting beaten up so the whole movie is just him taking abuse and and, and, and giving it out too but yes i'll get to go outside and level more dirt and collect more rocks do fun things and a ton of laundry two full bags two laundry bags 13 gallon bags of laundry delivered to me today I guess in mine, probably won't get there for a while, though. Do you mind holding off? I got to get this done, but I do laundry frequently. Do you not have a washer and dryer in the house? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Oh. This is New York. This kind of thing doesn't exist. But you're in a house. An you're apartment in a house. Yeah. yeah, you're in houses. For the there most part. There was only there's one, one, there's a, one place. Blocks the away. first apartment complex I lived in didn't have them, but there uh, were washer dryer hookups in a hall closet, and our other friends that we moved from the dorms with, one of the girls had one. And so for 50 cents a load, I believe it was, to help pay for their electricity bill. Uh -huh. So all I had to do was go out my door, go down some steps, out the main door, in and hang out with my friends and do laundry. And you didn't even have to stay there. You could go back up to your apartment. So that's as far as... I remember going to the laundromat with my sister one time. No. And then one time when we ran away from home, we just brought a bunch there. It was too expensive, and somebody else was controlling the TV, and they had on really bad TV. 
and they were there the whole time. And it's like, come on, man. Can it be one hour you choose, one hour they choose, one hour we choose? Eek. I have not had a washer and dryer in my building ever in New York. I think L.A. I did. I couldn't. Because I don't remember I going to laundromats. So we must I couldn't have. do it. I couldn't you do just it. get used to it. It's just no. That's just how things, you know. It's like no. you, I don't want to get you, used to it. You probably don't like walk as much as people walk here because. I take walks for fun. I walk for right. fun. So I'll but get. To go places to get from one place to the next. No, because I'm in Most the neighborhood. I'm in. It's strictly residential. I have walked to convenience stores that are probably, I don't know, 10 blocks, 12 blocks away. 12 blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost but, no matter where you are, there's a convenience store or something within three or four blocks. It's pretty uh, rare that that's not, you know, there's not something where you can get, you know. And here we don't. When we go grocery shopping, you know, there's not a little, but hey, there's not a little store near. We go and you shop for a week or two. Fresh things, you have to go back more often for fresh produce and proteins. But no, we stock up. We have pantries, people. Pantries. We're people of convenience. We like convenience. We like the idea that you can just, oh, I ran out of English muffins. I'll run to the corner and get one. See, I wouldn't go because there isn't. No, if I don't have it, unless it's an ingredient that I need for something I'm making, I'm fine without it. Now, there was one day, one evening when Buddy and I were going to the boo watch movies and I just wanted a Diet Coke. I needed a Diet Coke. And so I did hop in the vehicle because it was evening and dark and drove to the convenience store and got some chips. Did I go to the convenience store? No, I went to the grocery store. Convenience stores are too expensive for that kind of stuff. Got Diet Coke, some chips and something else. And then came home, drank the soda, didn't touch the chips. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, I think they're somewhere. They gotta be somewhere. Oh, 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 oh. Now I can't remember his name. The shady guy from Vegas who bought the Tiger King Joe Exotics. Joe Exotic. But who's the shady guy from Vegas? Oh, that bought his... Yes. His Doc, land, his... Doc something? Oh, no, no. Doc was the other guy. Doc Joe... was the guy that rode on elephants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're, t- John, I know you're talking. He had long hair and girlfriend, whatever. Apparently, he had a stroke. And he thinks... He's claiming he was poisoned. He's well, going to be on Dr. Oz today. Uh, when I finally that... got TV yesterday, and I'm just flicking through channels because I could. And I saw well, a preview... And so the whole thing was kind of, well, okay, who would want to poison you? And <laughs> it's like, well, I think oh. we all know that bitch, Carol Baskin. It's been a few weeks since your health scare. Can you walk us through exactly what happened? Lauren and I decided to have date night. So we went up to a local bar in Texas. Lauren, in fact, was drinking off of, off of my drink. And when it was sat down on the counter, I. I suspect that somebody put something in my drink. I looked at the bartender and I remember saying, no more. I said, I certainly feel really weird and feel off. And I looked at Jeff and I said, we need to get home now. As soon as we pulled into our driveway, Jeff is still crashed out and like hunched over. That's when I just found him like completely, he's like dead. Corona is not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not Carol Baskin's fault. I encourage you to wear your mask and stay social distanced. I know a lot of younger people think 
And I sure did. <laughs> we think we're invincible. <laughs> Nothing could kill us, including people who hire hitmen to kill us. I'm glad you guys enjoyed Tiger King. Don't believe everything you see. <laughs> you are absolutely wrong about me, and I am sorry that you fell for the narrative that was put out in Tiger King. It was more about reality TV than any kind of a documentary, let me tell you. You don't even know the half of it. You should have been at the trial. Oh my gosh. A man hounded me and tried to get people to kill me for the last 10 years. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And those are words that I live by. Cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskin at Big Cat Rescue. Hi, Rolf Harris. All your kids wanted to get together and tell you that you have really touched them and that they love all that you have done for them. I hear there's a lot of great stories about you and your best friend, Jimmy Seville. Can't wait to hear those. Happy birthday, Rolf. If it's not now, then tell me when it would be 
task is over.